Is really I fucking me off. <laughs> <laughs> she making me feel like I'm fucking high too. Wait. Okay. When are we gonna start this podcast? See, this is why we can't have guests on and be fucking late. We can't even get the podcast started. We starting now. Well, I don't need to ask her. No, no, no songs. No songs. Clearly, because no. y'all keep laughing. I was trying to be different. No. No songs. No. Right. You just wasted no. a whole two minutes on this shit. Do we? How are y'all? What's going on? What's going on, KB? Can you stop laughing? Yes. Ready or not. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm breathing. It uh, just came back from a celebration in Jersey. So I'm, You went to Jersey? I was in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were like local. In Philly? No. Yeah. You know, KB be moving and shaking. Like, her ass don't never sit still. Whatever. Never. Whatever. I'm trying to get like you when I grow up. Nah. That part. Oh, no, I don't want to be stupid. like her when I grow up. I want to sit the fuck down. Yeah. She moves entirely too much. Th- thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, L. Just keep it going, okay? What's that? I say it because I love you. <sighs> anyway. In any event. How, how are you doing, Shug? Let me ask you. I was productive today, so I'm good. Yes, you I've were productive. Up. Especially for the I've podcast. I've been cleaning up. I've been cleaning up like all weekend. I know we opened our bank account like we official. Oh, speaking of, since ain't nobody asked me what I'm excited about, but I'm going to tell y'all. Oh, so for the listeners, really, this is who this is for. So we have finally secured a location for our live recording slash launch party, which will be held in Washington D.C. on August the 31st. We are so excited. So, actually, by the time this podcast drops, the link will have been shared. You will have been able to buy your ticket. So, we are just super excited so that we can meet you all. We can see you all. You can eat with us, break bread, have a drink with us, and sit in on a live recording. So, I'm super excited about that. That's going to be live. I think we all are. Like, it's going to be great. Good stuff. KB, what you excited about? I'm totally excited about the interview that was recently done with Nas and Noriega and DJ EFN on Noriega. Dream- what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, she did it again. Ah. L is what? 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 I mean, that's what it is. Okay. Oh. Just like oh, check in with me. Check in please. with me before you try to get it. Please get it fucking oh right before. Yeah. It's, yeah. Anyway, back to what I'm saying. My apologies. Um, I was. But I, you didn't say Nori. If you listen, if you had said Noriega before we started, like I would have gotten it out then. But you just said Nas. So I'm sorry. Proceed. And then she tried to come in with the other Nas song. But anyway, we're not going to talk about that. It. No, you didn't do good. 
Um, so I, we have, I have a couple of takeaways I want to mention real quickly. Okay, takeaways. Look at you trying to be professional. You know, you know. Um, I wrote them before I started drinking today, so you know it was good. Um, so I love the comment that uh, Noriega made saying. Don't go where you are tolerated. Go where you are appreciated and where you are celebrated. I love that one. I had a laugh off of the Madonna comment. So I went back and searched and sure enough, Nas and Madonna had some pictures and I think he banged it and I'm just going to let that ride. I don't want to be upset about it. I don't want to be allegedly. I'm just going to let that ride. Now you guys love Prince. So I love (laughs) the story he told about Prince and how he asked him to do a feature. And he was like, do you own your masters? And he was like, nope. Well, well, when you own your masters, give me a ring. It was kind of like setting him up for what he needed to go in the future. Right. So I love that. Yeah. And I think I heard someone else make a comment on um, social media saying, I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to be a part of uh, making your slave masters money, and I think that was totally correct. That was the right. point exactly. Yeah. I love his explanation about his verse on the joint live at the barbecue um, that was written by Main Source, and he was featured on it. And this was back in 1991 when you know he makes this little comment about when I was 12, I went to hell for snuffing Jesus, and he kind of just talked about how he saw all these things going on with black people. And he was just like, you know, who's going to save us? But he's like, you know, he was just angry at that point. But he was like, him and Jesus cool these days. So, you know, I was happy to hear that. And I think the last thing I thought about, you know, everybody just keeps always going on and on about Illmatic. And it's almost like they ignore all of the other music that he's done since Illmatic. And I often wonder, does that make him feel some type of way that he hasn't been able to reach that level again? Which I think he has. I think he's done it on different projects with different songs that they have been just equally as good as Illmatic. But I do think that he doesn't get the recognition because that, that first one was just so raw. But I like to appreciate yeah. the music he's done over the years. So, I mean, I was totally excited about this interview. I literally watched it twice. I never watched anything twice. Um, but he's so beautiful to look at. So I had, you know, originally listened... <laughs> on like the podcast streaming so you can't see a face and then I watched it on YouTube and I enjoyed it again today so I mean you know shout out to Nas and to um the whole drink chance I know we're not supposed to be shouting out other people but I mean it was it was a great interview from his investments in Ring, Lyft and even Dropbox like he's just you know definitely made some some major major moves so that's what I'm excited about wait he's he's behind Ring girl yes are you serious? Yes. And and Noriega was like, I have the ring at my house. I'm like, I do too. <laughs> so oh, no. he, re, the doorbell system, as you can see, your face. Yeah. Like oh. I have it. R-N-G. Huh? RNG. No, it's called no, it's, it's called, called ring. ring. What the hell is oh. it? No. Ring. Y'all don't tell me nothing. Well, if you ever came to my house. Which you have Don't be like that. Don't no, be like no, that. I'm gonna be I have like been that. to your house. No. I have been to your house multiple times. Like I said. Don't you... don't be lying to the people on the podcast. I've been to your house multiple times, madam. I've been to your house more. Oh, we keep an account? I'm keeping account. When you been to my house? How many times? I don't know how quick, many times. Quick, I know quick, I've been quick, I've quick. been thirty-five. Lies you tell. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. I will go back to my anyway, calendar. Anyway, the drink of the day. <laughs> this is my turn, you heifers, since we can't use the B word anymore. Um, Why you got to be heifers, though? Because y'all going back and forth and y'all finna kill my bus. So my drink 
I love these little things. Are my little chocolate whiskey thingies. And I have to, well, I know we're not shouting, but I'm going to shout them out because they're made in Baltimore. And we're going to get into that later because y'all, president is acting fucking reckless. Talking about my city. Yeah, my president. Mine is a little chocolate filled whiskey thingy. And it's, I'm about to eat mine right now. So, uh, anyway, so. (laughs) KB looks so unbothered. Cause I already been drinking. I don't. I'm trying to drink this right. water she, to get right. She, she where I want to be. She's where I'm trying to get. Anyway, speaking of Baltimore, 45 showed his whole ass this weekend. Oh. Um, coming for Elijah Cummings and the entire city of Baltimore, talking about it's rat infested, and he doesn't understand. You know, nobody wants to live here, and I'm like. That's very funny considering Trump is from New York, right? Like, people live on top of each other. Like, it's dirty as hell. And you're coming for Baltimore. Like, so the issue that I have with him is that for him to be talking about make America great again, he's very unfucking patriotic because it's like, how are you going to come for places you're in charge of? You know, you're the president of the United States. That means the whole fucking country. So why are you singling out a city in the country that you run? Help me understand. He's an idiot. And unpatriotic. So he's the one up there hollering about, if you don't like something, go back to your Thank country. You go back to where so, you come from. So how about you go back since you don't like Baltimore? Because it is within the United States. Thank you. True story. So, and I'm like, um, that's a direct reflection on you and your leadership. So if our city is so shitty... I feel like it's your responsibility to fucking fix it. Exactly. But anyway, that's my little my little rant. Shout out to um, our new soror, April. What's her last name? April. Um, Ryan. Yes, April Ryan from CNN. She represented very well for the city of Baltimore. She is from Baltimore. She is from Baltimore. Yes, she put him in his place because somebody needed to. Like, everybody stuck up for the city, so... The Obama's had something to say about it. Wendell Pierce made comments. April Ryan, of course, made comments. And well, so there's the other guy on CNN, too. Like, he broke down in tears. What was his Who was that bitching up? Who did that? Stop. Oh, oh I knew your ass was going to say something No, crazy. but he was, like, very passionate. Man, yeah, that's a rating, though. All right. How because would you feel if somebody came right. to Tampa? How would you Some... feel if 35 came for Tampa? Listen. See? Listen, no, no, no. How I feel? This shit ain't mine no way. I don't give a fuck. That's how I'm gonna feel. Okay. But this anyway, ain't my, he was... That's he was how very, I'm just being honest. He was very passionate. How would you feel if somebody came for Philly? Huh? How would you feel if somebody came for Philly? Same motherfucking way. <laughs> this is the yet-to-be-United States. Oh, so, right. so why I'm gonna sit up here and cry tears for some shit that really nobody... Let's see, this... I mean, we'll get in another conversation, but this is why I say, even when you go off and fight for the military and fight for your, this country, you come back to this bitch and they don't even respect you. So I don't give a fuck. Fuck that. I'm not crying. Go. Okay. Very well. All right. Next in the news. So, truth <laughs> so, be told, I feel like Americans can take a page out of Puerto Rico's book. Yes. Technically, Puerto Ricans are. I was about to US say they're, they're still Americans. So, yeah. Right. That's okay. what I'm saying. Well, that's okay. what, but I'm talking about the rest of America. Gotcha. Um, because they are U.S. territory, but their governor is stepping down as of August something or another. Because 
of some text messages that were shared between him and his inner circle. And they were laced with profanity, with homophobic and misogynistic messages. So the people of Puerto Rico have been protesting and staging all types of, and not sit-ins, but they've been protesting. They've been in the streets. They have been doing everything that they can to get this man to step down. And he finally did after the messages came out. Um, And there's also an investigation to find out if any crimes have been committed as well. So I wish the 50 states of America could maybe possibly look and see what Puerto Rico did. Maybe we need to start protesting on Pennsylvania Avenue for real. I know that ain't gonna do shit. I know, but a girl can dream, right? She can be hopeful. <laughs> but no, um, what what we need to do is show up and show out in 2020, point course. blank and period. So because also, and even in our local elections, because it's the people in the local elections that decide for not to impeach a president, right? Instead of having all these gosh darn hearings. So yeah, I'm over them. But kudos to Puerto Rico. But the issue, of course, is is that they don't like the person who's next in line, which is the secretary of the Justice Department. So one person was quoted as saying that they'll keep fighting and protesting until she steps in and she becomes the next governor. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to keep my eye on Puerto Rico to see what's going on, what's happening. So I know you mentioned hearings. Did anybody catch the Robert Mueller testimony? I saw some of it. I saw like the first half. I saw some I of it I didn't see any of it. Yeah, I recorded it. But I think one of this, and I'll just make a blanket statement, and you know, if anybody wants to comment, but it was kind of funny because he said he was going to answer close to what the report said, and that's exactly what he did. I kind of think some people was kind of coming a little aggressive at him. And I was just trying to figure out why were you mad with him? I, I just was a little confused. Oh, they were very aggressive. Yeah, but you, I, but you could tell the difference between the Republican representatives yes, and the yes. Democrats and yeah. um, representatives because they they did like their whole method of approaching him was completely different depending yeah. on what party you're a member of. Yeah. yeah. And I think the Democrat, I guess, goal was to just highlight the issue. I think they did that because they kind of was calling out certain pieces. Um, I think I guess the Republican side was just to say that there was nothing that they could conclude that it was um, obstruction of justice. You know, I think that they tried to do that. And it's so funny because both sides think that they accomplished that. But this man is still sitting in office. And I think one one good thing, um, I can't remember where I saw it, but they stated Robert Mueller did his job. Now it's time for, I guess, Congress to start doing their job. So I just thought Mm -hmm. that that was a pretty interesting comment to make in saying, you know, now you guys have the information. What do you want to do with it? So anyway, that's all I have to say about that. But they're still going to interview somebody else, right? Like they're still not done. But they're supposed to be interviewing somebody else in in relation to the report. I don't know, but I'm over Okay, so question. So my whole thing is I feel like people have been, this is all related to trying to get Trump impeached and all that jazz, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, some of Dep- well depending on what side of the aisle you're sitting on, yes. I feel like they've been trying to get him impeached for a while. So why is this taking so long? Because I feel like with Clinton, Clinton got impeached, right? He did. He got impeached. He was found not yeah. guilty, but they impeached him. So here's yeah, the he thing. You can be impeached, but you have to be found guilty or non-guilty. Like you still have to go through like a trial. So Clinton yeah. was impeached. 
Yes. Yes. And Nixon resigned before he could be impeached. Before, yeah, because he they were definitely gonna find his ass guilty. Absolutely. Um, but I'm like, why is this taking so long to even get to that point? Like, why can't because they? Because they make have no intention step? of impeaching him. That's why. and what I think they were. No, I think happen, I think they want to impeach him. I think the motherfucker is so Democrats slick. To. I think he's so slick that they haven't been able to touch him. That's just my my opinion. I don't agree. And I think the Democrats. And I don't understand why. I think it's twofold. I think one, it's that the Democrats want to, but they don't have enough support for him to be found guilty. The other thing is, is that I think that they were hoping that that this would be reminiscent of Richard Nixon, because as soon as Congress started talking about impeaching him, he was like, oh, I'm out. Like he resigned. And they were probably hoping that Trump was going to do the same thing. I personally believe that he's so narcissistic. He's not going to step down. He's like, y'all not going to get rid of me that easy. Hell no. It's no point now. Like he's damn near done with his, um, with his first, whatever, his first and last, hopefully. Um, exactly. So, and and you're right. Like, I feel like they've waited this long. He's like, oh, they're not going to come for me. I don't need to step down. Like, what would be the point? Let's talk about something positive. Imagine that you are out enjoying the day with your boo in like a group of friends. Like y'all just went to lunch or brunch or whatever. And then y'all decided, oh, let's go visit like a winery and like go have some wine. We'll hang out. It's a beautiful day. And then your boo takes you away from all your friends. to like your own little private area. And he gets down on one knee and starts to propose to you. I'm running the other way. Yo ass. Can you just be positive for a second? So sorry. I'm but imagine during the middle of the proposal that security at the winery comes up to you and says, um, excuse me, someone saw you take a t-shirt out of the gift shop. We need to check your pocket. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Not that's during the proposal. In the during the proposal. The, in the middle yes. of the proposal. Mm-hmm. So they check your boyfriend's back pockets. Clearly there's no t-shirt there. So they go on about their business. Your boyfriend gets back down on a knee and finishes his proposal. So as soon as your friends come, or as soon as your friends see that he's done, if you accepted, you said, yes, they're congratulating you. Security comes back over and it's like, oh no, now we need to check your bag because someone said that he gave the shirt to you. Clearly, your bag is not big enough to hold a t-shirt. So out of your group of friends, you are the only black couple. You're the only two black people. Everyone else is Caucasian. Oh, that's what so you get for hanging around. Them. Caucasian. Don't be like that. Wait, so the friends were Caucasian too? The friends are Caucasian, but you you and your boo are African American, y'all black. But then they end up checking, like, everybody's bags. Nope. nope. It was just those two. It was just those two. So, so who, I, is, who is this so I can stop buying this shit? Like, who is this? <laughs> Let's just so get to that. It's wait, Angry Orchard. Wait. Angry Orchard. Oh, and I oh, like Angry Orchard. No, 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 no. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. So what happened was, yes, a group of friends went to the Angry Orchard distillery in New York, and this couple felt that they were racially profiled. The woman celebrating her birthday she turned 40 so she posted on her social media the story that what happened and then angry orchard went and not only fired the manager who was on duty they also fired the security officers as well 
So we're As still going have. to buy Tree Orchard. Okay. They reacted appropriately. Thank they you. They did. And they released a statement that basically said, this is not the type of company that we are. We want everyone to feel comfortable. And, you know, they apologize for what happened. Wow. And they need to pay for that goddamn wedding. They should. Or let them do they a do-over. The, like they, they, they need to be able to do a do-over. Like, let's act surprised and act like, you know, I didn't know you were going to propose to me so I can get this right the next time. Like, that's crazy. They, I would let them have the fucking wedding there and pull out all the bells and fucking whistles. Like, free Angry Orchard for, all, for you and all of your guests. You get a cider and you get a cider and you get a cider. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why did I immediately think of <laughs> Just see her face. Yeah! And I'll be in the crowd. Yeah! <laughs> oh, God. So, I hate to, like, talk about, like, something nice. Like, the, well, not nice, but you know what I mean? Like, the proposal. But then, did y'all see this video of this crazy woman on an American um, airline? So she accuses her husband of looking at another woman and starts fighting with him and yelling at him. I heard about this. On the plane. And then once she, I think she starts to like hit him or something. So finally the flight attendants are like, okay, man, you need to follow. Oh no, I know what it was. I'm sorry. They tell the husband that they are going to move his seat. So when he gets up and moves past her, she hops up super quick and throws a laptop at him and hits what? him. Yes, girl. On the plane. Listen. They have to be Caucasian. But well, actually, she, well, she, he is black. She is other. I think she's Latina, maybe? That's, that's good for him. Listen, they like that shit. They, they like that shit. Listen. Listen, Linda. Where you show out is where you get your ass whooped at. And didn't your mama tell what? you that? So he wasn't showing out. He wasn't saying anything. He wasn't yelling at her. He was not engaging her. He was just sitting there. And then the flight attendants were like, I think once she started to curse at him, the flight attendants were like, okay, sir, we're going to move your seat. Follow us. So this heifer went and got his laptop and threw it at him down the aisle. Yes. Now, she would have hit me and I was an innocent bystander. Oh, please believe all of us would have got kicked off the fucking plane. Like, it would have been a problem. Everybody. Lord. So they they exported the husband and the wife off the plane. They allowed the husband to rebook his flight. They did not rebook the wife's flight. (laughs) (laughs) And the plane was going. You got to stay here, chick. The flight was going from L.A. to Miami. So I don't know how she got back. She must have got gone back home on another airline. Welcome to Miami. I don't know me, no money, no money. <laughs> I can't save you. That make you think about that? Anyway, all right, go. And then also, speaking of love gone wrong. <laughs> I, know, oh, I, know I don't know where this is going. Seen. You know where this shit going. You know where it's going. I know y'all all have seen the pictures of Nicole Murphy with Antoine Fuqua. Oh, she should have just shut the fuck up. Like, if she would have just said nothing, it would have made the situation so much better. But the fact that she was trying to act like, oh, well, I'm a family friend and that was a a friendly kiss, bitch, no. This nigga had on a towel. He was naked underneath that towel. You can't tell me he was not naked underneath that towel. Listen, Linda, when I see the crease in her hip, 
Right. When I see the V, yeah, you naked. Yep. Absolutely naked. Yeah, talking about, I didn't know he was still married. Then if you a family friend, you should know whether or not he's still married. You're a liar. You are a liar. And I have tons of family friends. Do I be kissing my friends in the mouth? No. Not at all. And I don't think y'all do either. Because if y'all do, I don't need some type of friends in my life. You got to be need special. To our friendship. Yeah, you got to be special for me to kiss. Because I be thinking about people with herpes. I don't want to do it. <laughs> No, like, like I don't know where y'all been. I'd be like turning my head. Ah. <laughs> 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 hey, been to lay the whole pipe and not kiss me. Don't don't kiss me. I don't know yet. I don't know about this yet. They have sex, but don't be kissing nobody. Yeah. Oh, I think that's a actually. Kind of I have a friend like that. A friend was a one of my guy friends was like. I could fuck you, but I can't just kiss anybody. And I was like, huh? He was like, kissing kissing is intimate. Kissing means that I like you. No, nah, that just means I know you clear the herpes. That's all it means for me. Like, I'm just, that's it. That's it. That's it. That, that's it. it. Nothing else. You know what I mean? Like, I got to see you in a couple of situations. I need to see you stressful. Like, I need to see. <laughs> in case you have an outbreak. Have an outbreak when you, you done got upset and some shit going wrong in your life. I need to see you at them points. After that point, we good. It's good money over here. <laughs> Nobody else thinks like you. this. Hey, listeners. No, listeners. If you agree with me, please hit us up. Because <laughs> I swear I'm not the only one that thinks this way. I know you're not. That's the crazy thing, but I didn't realize that that was you. No, it's not it's oh. emotional. It's all about, I don't, I'm just, I'm freaked out about herpes on my lips. <laughs> like, it's not crazy. I get it, but, but I mean, but okay. Okay, let's so, go back. I'm sorry. Go back to the story. <laughs> let's put, no, no, no. But wait a minute. Let's put this in perspective. Like, I don't understand how you can have sex with somebody, but not kiss them. How? Easy. Real easy. Well, but I'm a special me, individual. Part of me having sex, like I have to be turned on, and part of me being turned on is kissing me. If you're a good kisser, no, you just gotta eat my food. Okay, yep. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. What if he got herpes on the mouth and he down there just? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, back, you think it was down? I guess yes, no, 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 no. No, listen, it'd be clear in. I mean, I, I ain't seen nothing. I just need to see you in a couple other situations just to make sure there's no outbreak because it only transmits when it's an outbreak. Oh, God. True. But okay. Mercy. I mean, but if you haven't got that close, I mean, I'm probably going to check you out. I just don't want to still kiss on the first night. Like, Oh I my just, god. I just, the first thing that you meet or the first thing that you have sex? The first time we have sex. I don't want to do it. Unless I don't know mm-hmm. you like for a couple of years. And I have been known to dip back into old situations. I think we all have. No, right? I'm like a I'm like a uh repeat offender on this shit here. Because oh, I don't like meeting new people. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> let, oh, I'd be like, let me go in this bag and see Hey, they should so still be. They should still be good money. Like, you're like Megan the Stallion, cause wasn't she the one that said she likes fucking with her exes so she don't get her body count up? Oh, me too. <laughs> oh, I got something in common with her, cause I didn't think I had nothing yes. in common with her. Yes, she's an ex. 
It is a reason uh, well, why they're maybe, eggs. I can, I can maybe agree. The, the dick was good. Like, yeah. Or it's I, convenient. I, you. I just like nope. fucking you. No, nope. it could be convenient. But anyway, let's go back. Let's go back to Nicole yeah, Murphy. Yeah, we can get back on topic. So, so also going back to Nicole Murphy. So let's talk about Lisa Ray. Did y'all hear what Lisa Ray said? The yep. queen of yep. She yep. was like, now I'm not calling her a home wrecker, but she has wrecked some homes. Yeah, I mean, it's true because I completely forgot about the fact that her marriage fell apart because Nicole Murphy was allegedly the other woman while she was the first lady of what was it? Was it Turks and Caicos? But yeah. also he cheated with Roxy from 106 and Park. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. Husband. Yeah, so he was just a serial cheater, pretty much. But she, I don't know, like, but did Eddie Murphy cheat on her? Like, is that why they got divorced? Yeah, so they, I just yeah. watched a whole special uh, uh, on this situation because uh, uh, uh. I was trying to, like, educate myself because I don't give a shit about none of these people. So <laughs> I, you know, said, oh, well, let me see if I can understand the situation. So you remember how I said hurt people hurt people? So, True. yes, Eddie Murphy yeah. was cheating. I guess he got hurt at some point. He was just doing anything and everything, you know, you know the women. And so he, when he and Nicole were together, they, like, lived, like, she was in California and he was in on the East Coast. So he was out here still wilding, you know, getting caught with transvestites and stuff. Wait, that's not yep. the right word, is it? No, it is. It oh, is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he was out here doing his thing, but... She has a little shaky history, too, even after, like you guys were saying, with um, uh, Nicole, what, what's her name? Lisa Ray's husband. Lisa Ray. But then yeah. also when she was dating Michael Strahan, she had yes. like two yep. incidences with other men, but they weren't married. Yeah. But they yeah. were like, you know, she got yeah, caught they... slipping. But then they said they had some connection with Carmelo Anthony. There was some rumors about her and he. Nicole and Carmelo Anthony? Yeah, but they was like, supposedly they just happened to be at the same place at the same time, air quotes, allegedly. And so, um, and then there was another man, another married man. So it sounds like she, she had all this money when she divorced Eddie Murphy, but then she lost it in an investment with an old friend that she knew from high school. He got, he got Uh put in jail. Uh And so she's kind of, and if you hear the people she's dating, I mean, it could be two or one things. I mean, you have, you're going to date who's in your circle. And if you're around a floor of people, then you're going to date that kind of person. Or are you kind of just keeping up your lifestyle by dating these type of people too but everybody that she's been connected to are like high-end people so i you know someone said that she's she's just trying to keep her money going up because she don't have no money but i don't think the chick ain't got no money because if she got a house she got money because you got equity in your house so you can sell that bitch but you know I, i i i don't know it seems like she has a little bit of a history but she seems more like an opportunist like she is trying to get to mm-hmm. the bag and she gonna keep this lifestyle up however she needs to by whatever means but i think this one really hurt her because it's you know social media is so big now yeah everything flies and you, those other little cases we didn't hear nothing like i never knew about the carmelo anthony thing allegedly um so you know again social media is out now she had to go and apologize but that that first response she gave was weak as hell it was. It was a lie. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but let's not forget who's the real victim in all and this. And it's like, Juan I feel... Fucking I feel... He is a culprit. I, yeah, he's he's the guy who everybody's supposed to blame on. But at the same time, it's like, let's not forget about Layla Rashawn. And I feel like she's been getting unfairly attacked by yes. numerous people Absolutely. for, um, you know, cause they've been married for what, like 20 years 20 now? 20 years. They have two children. She got have, two of his kids. 
Yeah, two children, but in addition, he also has two outside kids. Two and a possible. I like would say two and a possible. Two and a possible. So that he yes. So can we just comment? Can I just pause right there? Like I didn't yeah. I didn't understand why they were attacking her. I thought that was really ridiculous. Even talking about her weight and everything, I thought that was so yes. stupid. But I I will have to say I don't think I'm very. I feel very sorry for her. Can I just say that? Um, I mean, and, yeah. And, and, and this I is agree. because this is because this man has had two babies. And a possible mm-hmm. third on you during your mm-hmm. 20-year marriage. So you have set the scene where this is okay at some point. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm I'm speaking from a woman who has been married, mm-hmm. who has been cheated on by her ex-husband, mm-hmm. and I had a child. Now, he didn't have an outside child that we know of, but the point mm-hmm. is... Yes, you do things differently when you're in a relationship, in a marriage, and especially when you have kids in a situation. So I can understand you staying, you know, let's think about the girl from Love and Hip Hop. I can't think of her name right now. The the rapper that's out of Atlanta. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes I think that was a little extreme. I mean, for me, I think everybody has different breaking points. So Mm -hmm. if you would have met me 15 years ago, I would have been like, hell no, I ain't staying with nobody who done cheated on me. But then when you have a child involved, shit get kind of funky. Like you it start gets make, real. You yeah, get yeah. real, and you be like, "Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. Maybe we can work this out, right?" right. And I mm-hmm. and I beat that bitch with a wire hanger. Don't you ever forget. But the point is, <gasps> no wire hangers. Okay, so anyway, oh my God. hey, hey. But the point is, did I say that? Wait, it was allegedly. There was allegedly <laughs> a hit with a wire hanger. It's too late now. Allegedly. Clean that up. <laughs> allegedly, you could get hit with a wire hanger fucking with me. But, <laughs> but the, the point is, is that you do do things differently when you have children involved. But I also had to think about, you know, even in my past situation, understanding the past history and where that came right. from. There's mm-hmm. things that are repeated. And so if you mm-hmm. want to be a part of that repeated cycle, you can, or you can choose not to be. I chose not to be. So right. there you have it. I think for me, I don't feel as sorry for her because I feel like maybe you were saying like a Nicole Murphy for the money and the comfort of having this man be able to take care of you and your kids. And I'm not hating on that. That's your decision. I can't feel sorry for you either because again, and she's probably not asking nobody to feel sorry for her. I mean, I'm, I know it's hella embarrassing. I just, you know, that's where my line kind of gets drawn, but I agree with y'all completely. I don't really blame Nicole Murphy. Let me just be real, right. real. It's, no. it's your boy. That He the yeah. one. He's the one right. because yeah. he had a choice. He's, he he had took a dis- the vows. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Yep. And she didn't take no vows of that lady. She didn't, like I told that chick, I don't know you. So right. I ain't mad with you. Right. But you're gonna eat what you're gonna reap what you sow too. So just right. know that yeah. too. Right. Right. And so and Nicole Lisa out here trying to chase a, do- a dollar, she's gonna keep chasing that dollar. That's true. And then Leela also deleted all her social media accounts too. Like yeah, she's on I mean, Instagram I, and Twitter. I would have too. Like they were really going in they on were. her. But I'm like, but you also have to remember people knew who Layla Rashawn was way before Antoine ever came on the fucking scene. Like but people Layla, don't even know Antoine Fuqua. Thank you. I didn't know but who he was. But Layla was the original one of the original babbit. Like this is Sunshine. Sunshine made that mofo leave his wife because her cooch was just that fire. It was just like, hey, I'm never coming home. Like, who was Sunshine? I don't know. But you I was never seen it. um Harlem Nights? 
Oh, yeah, that oh. is her. Yeah, that is her. Oh, so you're going to shoot me on that bitch. See, I was no. thinking Boomerang and Wayne to Excel. Oh, my God. No. I need to no, watch no, no. Final Nights again. I don't yes. remember. That's, that's my guy. Well, can I tell yes. you my favorite My favorite part in Harlem Nights? What? Show me my toes. Gosh, damn it. Go <laughs> Uh, no, but I'm just saying, like, Layla has been bad, and she's still wild. bad. She yeah, is. and she's still bad. So I'm like, and she gained weight, but I'm people gain weight as they age. And then also, she has lupus, and she had two kids. And you gain weight when you're dealing with a no-good-ass man. Like, that shit is fucking stressful. Well, but you let, you let them kill you if you want to. Let them kill you if you want to. But not just her, but not just because of her personal life, but also her lupus and her medication like right. that also have an effect on her weight as well and right. my thing is is that you know if you are so shallow mm-hmm. that if i gain 20 30 50 pounds after we get married then you shouldn't have married me in the first place like that you part. Me because of this image that i had i'm sure the three of us could talk about this all day right because we have the same point of view and the same sort of way of thinking so I think it's important if we bring some male energy and thoughts and ideas into the conversation. Males who have different points of view, different life experiences, who can add some more context to the conversation and kind of maybe answer some questions that we have when it comes to what men think about marriage and relationships. So, Shug, can you introduce our first guest? Sure. So this guy has been, how long have we been friends now? It's been like, what, 15 years? At least 15 years. Yeah. So this is my homeboy, Jay. He also went to school with us on the highest of seven hills. Whoop, 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 whoop. He has been married to his lovely wife for nine years, and they have two beautiful children who are five and three. And um, where are you? You're in, you're right outside of Dallas or Fort Worth. Yeah, no Fort Worth area. Welcome, Jay. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And KB, you're going to introduce our second guest. Yes. Our our second guest is really not um, new to the show. He plays a major role with our show. Um, Introducing the DJ. You've probably heard us mention him in the past and call him the DJ. And that is literally his name. He serves as our co-producer for the podcast. Um, and we brought him on because he has some experience, of course, in this area of marriage, love, um, and life after. So uh, welcome to the DJ. He was married for two and a half years, and he's our resident. I'm going to call him the resident divorcee, but. Oh, dang. <laughs> I mean, listen, he's in, a, he's in a family with Sugar and I, and I think he just provides that male perspective. Oh. The shade of it all. It was not shade. <laughs> Where is the lie? Then what was I'm it? I'm not the only one. You're not. I said you're in the family with us. Yes, we're yeah. one big happy divorce fucking family. Oh god. <laughs> wow. So so okay. welcome to the DJ um, for joining us. He hails out of Philadelphia. Resides um, in now in the suburbs. He left Philly, unfortunately, but he he is oh. close by. I know he had to go. No, he's like right outside of Philly in another suburb of PA. So, um, my people, is he king of Prussia? No, not king of Prussia. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing she know about. Bless her. Heart. 
<laughs> it's not KOP. But, you know, welcome um, officially to the show. We've had you, you know, commenting in the background, but welcome officially to the show. I know. No longer am I whispering behind y'all like, stop it. Go, <laughs> <laughs> oh, DJ. That's my That's DJ. My DJ. <laughs> she had to join in. Did you see her? I had, to do, she... I had to do it. No, no, no. Shug, you wanted to do that song, but but Elle had to join in. <laughs> Y'all know I can't help it. I like she can't help it. Yeah, she can't help it. Oh, we love and her. This is why I know the words because I don't know the words to songs all the time. Oh, so when I know, she keeps saying I know that. that's going in. Oh. So in any event, so first off, thanks guys for being guests today. So I think the first question is, and Jay or DJ can answer first. What made you want to get married in the first place? Uh, Jay. <laughs> 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 this is already going. going to go in a different direction. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think at some point when you're in, in a relationship, I think um, it's almost like that natural natural progression, almost, or is that shit or get off the pot type of vibe. But I, I just think it was natural progression as far as the maturity of the relationship um, and that type of thing. I don't think you know I was just hit with this aha moment or anything like that. It was just that. Hey, you've been together a while. You know, it seemed to be working. Everything seemed to be cool. Why not? And how long did you all date before you got married? Probably five or six years. Shit. That's a long, a lengthy amount of time. Yeah, right. probably five years. I mean... That's reasonable. I, I, come from, I come from divorce, so I was like... Oh, you were taking your time sure. with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Understood. DJ? Well, I'm not as... Uh, Mine is more colorful. I've been habitual single for a long time. I think I've partied and I've done the clubs and all stuff like that. And I was hitting a moment where I was just like ready to settle down. And really, I was just looking just to get a girlfriend. So I wind up dating a friend I knew since I was like 21 to like. So this is like I'm, I, I got married around 28. So I was dating her. I, I've known her since I was 21. Reconnected. We dated for about six months before I proposed. Oh shit! So you you knew like immediately that she was the one. Like that's. I haven't had a connection with anyone the way I had a connection with her at the time. Okay. Mm. So I'm I'm not I'm a more of a grand gesture type person. So when I decided that that at that time in my life that that's where I wanted to go, that's where I went. Well, a marriage proposal is a. Is a big gesture. And I was fully committed when I made that proposal. Hmm. Like, it was no, like, uh, later on, like, uh, did I do the right thing? Like, no, I made sure that I knew what I wanted at that time. And, I, you know, I was looking to progress to become a family man. I already had my son, who's 10 years older. By the time we got married, he turned 10. So. Wow. Okay. So, Shug and KB, what made you all decide to get married? So I like to say I like to ha- I had my life planned out. <laughs> so I like to hit milestones at a certain time. And at the time, I thought I could plan my life out. But, you know, God showed me otherwise later. Amen. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think, um, you know, so my parents actually met. And, and Jay, much like you, I came from divorced parents. But my parents actually met at FAMU. So in my head, I'm like, I'm going to meet my husband at FAMU. Uh-huh. And so I went to FAMU with three goals to get my degree to get my husband and to pledge my sorority, literally. And I'm happy that I, I was able to do all three. 
just didn't hold on to one of them. And uh, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so for me, though, you know, we dated for four years um, before we got married. And so it wasn't a quick courtship or anything like that. And I think much like Jay was just like what was supposed to happen next. Right. And um, I thought that I was, you know, I was in love and I didn't have a lot of boyfriends. I was a tomboy growing up. So you still are facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it is what it is. So literally this was probably like my third real boyfriend that I had ever had. So I think for me, it was kind of like, okay, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is a Christian way. So let me go ahead and, and make this happen. And I was graduating from my residency. It just seemed like it was all lined up perfectly because I had to hit certain goals at certain times. So I think that's kind of what I looked at my life as it, what it was supposed to be. And I just wanted to lay it out that way. So for me, it's kind of the kind of the same thing. I kind of felt pressured to get married, not only from my ex, but also from my family. Because by the time we got married, yeah, I was 30. So it was kind of like, you know, people were asking me, so when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? And we had been together for, I want to say, about two and a half years before we got married. So it was just kind of like, okay, well... What are we dragging this out for? So we got married. I have a question. So since we're talking about proposals, I have a question for the guys. Mm-hmm. So there has been a video floating around recently of a young lady getting proposed to by her boyfriend on the street. And people were taping it. And it turns out that she actually said no to the proposal. So question for the guys, does that mean that the relationship is automatically over? Absolutely. <laughs> Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, if you're publicly humiliated like that, I mean, you could have great self-esteem. However, um, I just don't see. I just don't see how you come back from that. I mean, dude, got to be more careful next time. Like you gotta to do that. You gotta be. You gotta be pretty sure that she's gonna say yes, or or why even humiliate yourself like that. But if she don't say yeah, I, I just don't see what what's that conversation like in two weeks. Like, um, you know, let's talk about this. Let's how can we move forward? I I just don't see what that conversation is like. It's like I just don't want to be with you. All right, cool, it's over. All right, so DJ, what's your take on that? Like, is it automatically over if she turns down the proposal? Like, what if she's not ready to be married? So was this like a public proposal that he he made? Yeah, it was in in public. Like for friends and family, like people were recording, like it was big. So I think that at that point you have to have a conversation afterwards. I can't, you can't say immediately no, because you never know. You might, he might've been throwing her into a position where she feels uncomfortable being surrounded by so many people to answer on the spot. And then again, he probably already knew a little bit, too, before ahead of time, because, you know, she wasn't throwing a vibe of let's get married. It's all on him. That's that's some of the reasons, like, after after marriage, I've learned that you can't make someone do something they can't they don't want to do. And you you cannot make someone fall in love with you. I me when I was married, I thought if I do the proper things as a good husband, everything will fall into place. Mm. And reality is, is like you cannot make someone happy. Even Will Smith said at some, at, at some point that him and Jada were working out and he said to her, like, 
go find your happiness mm-hmm. and, and bring it back. Because, you know, I can't do this. I, you can't make you something that, you know, you don't want for yourself. Well, but wait a second, though. But if you're using Will and Jada as an example, because that was actually a really good episode of Red Table Talk. But he talked about how he was doing all of these things for her. Like, he built this house for her. He did this big birthday party for her, trying Mm. to make her happy, thinking that this was going to provide her happiness. And she had to and she had to tell him this isn't to make me happy. This is to make you happy. This is to make you look good. And instead of having that conversation with her, trying to figure out what can I do to make sure that you're happy in this relationship. He just went and did all these extra little things without having a conversation with her or without them communicating. And then once they sort of came together and communicated and she was able to go get her happy, then she was able to be happy in the marriage. Yeah. I mean, that's basically like, I'm feeling that's what that proposal was. He was doing that grand gesture because that's how he wanted it to, to happen. And he probably did not pay attention to anything she said because she probably he probably known ahead of time that had been a quick no. Well, word on the curb is that homeboy was cheating. And I guess the proposal was kind of his way. Oh, that changes up stuff. Yeah. So I don't know how true that is, but. Yeah, I I guess that he thought that would be a band-aid of, oh, yeah, she'll say, yes, our friends and family are here. And it was like, no, you just got your ass embarrassed in front of the entire world. So Yeah, he clearly went for it. Yeah. Because I feel like, do men propose thinking that or knowing that women are going to say yes? Like, do they have conversations beforehand? Or do they just automatically think that, oh, she's going to say yes because every woman wants to be married? Oh, there's definitely a conversation in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, it was. It was a conversation, I think, in our our case, too. And it, was, yeah. it wasn't it was a push. It was just like, yo, I mean, we've been dating for this many years. I'm, I'm going to probably walk next year. That was it. And then I walked away. That was it. So it was, you know, it was, <laughs> yeah. I guess that was a conversation. But then you still stayed for a year, though. No, I said I'm walking no. away next year. Yeah, that was letting you know, hey, you I'm not going to sit around like forever, right. and I'm not going to force yeah. nobody to get married. It's fine, but that was like yeah. the only, and maybe he was already planning on it. I was just kind of putting it out there, like, yo, I'm not going to be here forever, and I'm not going to push you. Well, in, in my in my context, it was we had conversations about it a lot. Like I even I even knew what kind of diamond she wanted, mm. color, mm. Uh, the grade, the shape, everything. Like, mm. but. But that was just like, you know, she's probably looking for it down the line. And I'm like, well, why we wait? Because, you know, ain't nothing but time. Can't get that back. I did the grand gesture of proposals, too. And I got lucky that time. But you knew she was going to say yes, right? I did. Well, I I knew she probably would say yes because we were in a a great place. I did it on my birthday. Mm. Like, at that time in my life, I will always gather all my friends for my birthday. We we go out for one, one big meal. Well, um... Like, say we all go to Budokan. It'd be, like, 15 of us at Budokan. And so this so happened to have my sister and all my friends around the table. And I popped a question at the pod. Okay. And she didn't say yes right away. Oh. Who was her? How did she respond? She hesitated for a second. She thinks she was in shock. Oh, oh. I, was, I was about to say, clean uh, that up. Like, no, wait, no, she done told you what kind of diamond she wanted. All. Like, don't act surprised. <laughs> Wait a second. I mean, if I clean it up, like, I could have took that as a sign then because we right. divorced now. 
look, yeah, that's why I was like, mm, foreshadowing. Hmm. So this is my next question. When you think about like being in the marriage, like, is there anything, and this is for any of you or all of you, like, cause clearly I'm the only one that hasn't been married yet. Okay. It'll happen. I don't know. But in any event, girl. <laughs> yeah, right. What do you um, say? <laughs> still time oh yeah <laughs> so I guess my question is, is like thinking about the whole situation with Antoine Foucault and Nicole Murphy and Lila Rashawn is there anything that can happen within your marriage that would make you cheat or step out on your spouse I'll be the first to answer that question so okay. this this is how I know I've grown because Previously, I would have immediately been like, yes, I still think that your spouse can kind of push you to a point where you're just like, you know, F this, I'm about to do whatever it is that I want to do. But, you know, God is working on me. Hey, it is what it is. Fix your face, KB. Wait, um, you said your spouse can push you. A, a chick singing this? This is amazing, guys. Let's put this <laughs> yeah. on. What? Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm saying, Hello? but because uh, I live this, I same, live this. Same, like, same. Well, you're a man. And I expect for a man to say that, not for no, a woman. But no, but like seriously. So I went through a lot of shit. But there, um, I do think there's a bit of maturity that has to come along with it. But I do think your spouse can get you into a headspace where you're like, you know what, f this. I'm just gonna do what I do. But you have to take a step back and remember like your vows and that you committed to something bigger than yourself. Exactly. But I do think a person can push you to a certain point, but then at the end of the day, no, you are in control you. of yourself. Cheating is, and that's what I'm saying. Cheating is on you. That's a character flaw within you. You can't blame your spouse for being the reason that I cheated. It was something in me that was like, okay, I'm finna cheat on this mofo. Don't. And I did that. So me being a victim of being cheated on, um, I've had had a good ample time to recognize what it truly was. It was the other person being selfish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and when I say that, it's like she only thought about herself in the process. Mm -hmm. Uh, She thought like, well, I'm not getting this, so I'm going to go out and get this. Right. Not, Not thinking that you know, we're in this together, thick or thin. So if anybody brings up cheating, all I'm thinking about is you being selfish. There's no justification of being in a marriage and being that selfish where you would burn your house down for your pleasure. Mm-hmm. So so I guess my question is, in, in that instance, like, did, did y'all communicate, you know, those wants and needs? Uh, because I guess from my perspective, if you have that open dialogue and that person's changed and that person's not responding, then, you know, I could easily see how, you know what I'm saying? You could, mm-hmm. you could go there. Right. Um, because at that point is that person being selfish and not attending to your needs as well. So I think the selfishness kind of goes both ways, especially if you have an open dialogue, like, Hey, this is what I need. Or, Hey, this is what I have a problem with. Hey, can we work towards solving these problems? And that person just says, yeah, sure. But there's really no action behind it. So, right. you know, at that point, you know, to me, it's, it's selfish on, on both ends. 
Right. I think it's a, it's also the, like you said, I think a personality situation because I think in my case, when my ex cheated, he was passive aggressive. So no, I didn't know that there was an issue in the relationship because mm. he wasn't open and saying that I'm a huge communicator. Ooh. So I think right. you have to have like that communication on both ends to know that there's an issue. Cause otherwise, how are you going to know? Especially if I'm the one that's always talking and you're not, you're holding back and holding in. I won't know there's an issue. So I think right. that's an excuse for that situation with Nicole Murphy and her getting entangled mm-hmm. in that drama. When somebody said they married, just step away. Like that's the best, right. like that's the rule of thumb. You don't know what that situation is because I was separated, but still married for over two years before my divorce was finalized and we were still dealing. So yes, he can go and say he's separated, but you still dealing with your family. So why would you even put yourself in those situations to even get in a clouded deal. Like it just doesn't make sense, but it's on him at the end of the day. Like you guys have yeah. been saying that was his choice. We have free will right. and that was his decision. So don't tell me nothing about somebody forcing you to do shit. I don't care how much weight that girl gained and nothing else that was on you. Exactly. Um, I mean, I think you definitely got to be accountable for your actions. Yeah. Right. Um, but, but like I said, you know, if needs the accountability, the accountability has to be on both sides. Yeah, in my opinion, if there is if there is true open dialogue. Well, yeah. what do you mean by that? Like both sides have to take responsibility. Do you mean like in the sense that like both parties are responsible if somebody cheats, or like both people are responsible if communication doesn't happen in the relationship? Uh, not not necessarily if you know. Uh, obviously both parties aren't there participating in, in the activity. So not necessarily uh, both parties being accountable for that, but I think both parties should be accountable for the damage to the relationship. Agreed. So you guys are focusing on the reaction to what the cause was. Cause in reality, both of them have gotten to this point where the reaction was somebody cheated. Right. At some point, somebody right. wasn't listening in the conversation. Right, that part. Ignored mm-hmm. in, in the relationship, or this person wasn't living up to the promises they were made. I've dealt with people who want the relationship to be the same as the day we met 20 years later. Like, I cannot be still dating you Mm-mm. the same way as we are past seven months. Right, right. Our relationship changed. So I know that I had my part. In my, in my failure of my marriage. I know one of my parts was I didn't speak up enough. I, allowed, I was like, whatever doesn't kill me just makes me stronger. Or, you know, I let her do what she is because, you know, I already had. Like, she came into the marriage with less than what I had. A lot less. Like, I already had my son. already had my house. I already was well-established at my job. She, she, was, well, she was established at her job. She had no, no child. She lived with her mom. At the time, I was living with my mom, too, as I was fixing my house. But I already still had my own house. So that that right there, I just married the wrong person. Mm, yeah. And, Agreed. And with that rose-colored glasses within those six months that I dated her, I didn't give it a chance to develop a friendship. Mm. The, that could have been it. I, I think just to respond to a part of what you said, I think my biggest pet peeve in like long-term relationships is changes. You know, you kind of spoke about, you know, you can't date the same way, blah, 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 you know, as 20 years pass. But in, in my opinion, if the core person changes, that's problematic. 
because really that's not you know the person that 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 you accepted into that relationship that's not the person that you fell in love with and so you know if if there are like core value changes to that person then that's a different deal to me well i think it only is a problem if you guys are changing and not changing together. I don't see anything yes. wrong with growth and change over time, but I think it should happen together. Cause in that way you don't even really notice that there's a major change. So, cause we're growing together and our ideals are changing because we're, we're kind of going through the same situations. So I don't think growth or change is bad. I think it's like you say, I think where the problem is, is that if one person stays stagnant and the other one is moving in a different mm-hmm. direction. That's where your problem is. But the, the hope is that you guys grow together and you change together and it, it evolves together. I think that's kind of hard to do. Like, I agree Why? with what you're saying no. wholeheartedly because <laughs> life, <laughs> life happens. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, for instance, if, you know, KB, you have a child. So, you know, you're growing, you're, you're growing with your baby and you're establishing a relationship because you feel that life inside of your body day in and day out. But, you know, your partner might be freaking out because they're thinking, how is this going to change? Are we still going to be having the same amount of sex? Financially, that's another mouth that we got to feed. So, I mean, if you're not communicating that to your partner, then, you know, things can happen. But people change all day, every day. We're supposed to grow and learn and all of that. But how do you grow together if, like, one person is progressing faster than the other? How does that work? I think that's what Jay said earlier about the communication. I think that's where communication comes in. If there's dialogue and if we're moving, you know, I I always say this. I think one of the biggest things I learned from my marriage and I was married, we almost hit 10 years. It would have been a couple of months in 10 years for 10 years. I think what I would take away is check-ins. I believe so Mm. like big on check-ins these days. Like, let's just check in because you might think some shit is going good, but you don't know. You don't really fucking know. Um, (laughs) so I I believe in check-ins and I think that's how you keep that communication going on don't assume that shit is gravy you know Mm -hmm. ask the question if the shit is gravy you know what I mean and be okay with whatever that answer is and be able to deal with that so I think check-ins are important but getting back to even that situation with old girl I mean I'll get on that later but I just I I told y'all earlier my sympathy is a little less for her because she's also allowed for certain things to happen within her marriage along the way and I think Mm -hmm. when you put down boundaries and you say where you're going to stand then you have to stand in that and accept whatever comes with that but go ahead DJ you had a comment yeah I just want to state that all this we're talking about is theory because there is no absolute there's no rule book to this shit. Right. Yeah. There's, There's no, no one. No, it's not theory. It's just experience. Like, this yeah. is our experience. And I like, think that's what you're speaking from. Like, reality is, Jay may be more tolerant in a relationship than I am. Yeah. Well, actually, Jay is more tolerant in a relationship than I am because he's in one. He's, he's still uh, married. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's like you going person to person. Like, you got to deal with your person. In theory, it sounds good about open communication, but reality is some people don't feel like they want to communicate certain things. They don't feel comfortable enough to talk to you. 
And but isn't that a problem? I'm running the other way if a bitch don't want to talk to me. I'm swear I right. am. If we're in a relationship, an intimate relationship, you're my life partner, we have kids together, we have a house, we're sharing finances. If I can't talk to you, motherfucker, then who can I talk to? Right, but if you talking to me like, if I can't talk to you, motherfucker, then the first thing in my mind is like, I'm going to choke bitch. Right, exactly. And I don't, and I can't, and I can't. I'm going to come to you like that, though. But I am going to say. No, wait. But there are some times where you you do go there with somebody because you're just so frustrated and angry. You're not always loving and talking yeah. with your calm voice. Sometimes you just be like, you get on my fucking nerves. You don't listen and it makes it things worse. You get it out. You get your frustration out. You have yeah. mad passionate makeup sex and you go on about your business. That, that's, that's not realistic, you boo. Right. <laughs> that's not real. You that's not how that. it happens. That's not real. <laughs> I, I laugh when people say that like, oh, they have makeup sex. What the fuck is makeup sex? I ain't never right. had that let's shit. Just, let's just state that that was a single person right. never been married <laughs> right. making that statement. Right. <laughs> Jay even said right. Right. I'm like, nah. I think Dog said it. I mean, like, your, your tolerance threshold has to be super high. I mean, because you're tolerating bullshit on bullshit mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. Yeah. And so like, your, your tolerance threshold is low. Like, the shit. Why the hell we buy all this damn toilet paper? Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, that, that's how I feel. Like, man, why are you fucking with me, man? Pick your, pick your battles. If. If I'm providing, if if I'm doing shit around the house, if I'm taking care of my my kids and shit, why are you fucking with me? Mm-hmm. Hey Jay, are you in the earshot range to the wife? Uh, I'm in my office. Um, she probably can hear. She probably eavesdropping. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing good. You're doing good. Right. <laughs> but then once again, my question is gonna be like, dog, I'm just in the office chilling. Why are you fucking with me? <laughs> <laughs> so I already know the answer to this question for Shug, but DJ, would you ever want to get married again? Yes. It, it's a it's a it's an iffy question. I'm still trying to find a person I'm compatible with. Yes. Okay. I'll answer for you. Know, I'm, so I would like, you know, I'm like to do a long term relationship past six months. Uh, oh, so you want to? Oh. Oh, that's real. Say what? Yeah, I'm just. I'm I actually wanted Oprah. How y'all said y'all wanted a statement? Um, yeah, I could do a statement. Yeah. I, well, I know that's why I didn't ask y'all because we already talked about this before. I, my answer could have changed between now and then. How do you know? You ain't even asked me. But I know you. Mm-hmm. Would you want to get married again? Um, I think eventually, but it's got to be the right person. So Jay over here shaking his head. <laughs> Wait, Jay, tell us what it is, cause she be up here flip flopping like every other week. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. From my perspective, I'm just telling y'all from my perspective. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I feel that that. So God forbid, cause we don't wish no ill on nobody. But if for some reason you ended up not being married to your current wife or whatever, you wouldn't be open to getting married again? I'm good. My dad <laughs> never got remarried. My dad my dad said that. Yeah. 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 Neither one of them ever got remarried either. I thought my mom was really close at one point, but they didn't. Like, my, neither of them remarried. My mom did remarry, but my dad never did. And he said to me the other day, he was like, KB, you, you acting like me. I was like, yeah, I know. Shit. Oh, well. <laughs> 
Why she step away from the mic though like that? Like, cause I, that's like me dropping a mic and how, I walk that's off. That's how fucking she done she would be. Right? <laughs> that's how fucking cool I am. Boom. Uh, oh, Wait a second, but like right now, I'm not trying to like y'all want to touch on age age differences early on. So like, what range are are y'all are you in your life? From 35 to 40 or 30 to 35? Because I'm in the 40 to 45 range. We're 35 to 40. We're 35 to 40. I'm mid-range. Yeah. I'm middle-range. I'm middle, 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 middle. I have, I <laughs> really? have an adult child. My child is 22. Oh, so, shit. Wow. I mean, Wait, that's not that's not judgment, but that means like you're you're <laughs> done done. Yeah, he's done done. <laughs> Granddaddy. Yeah, you're like done done. Ooh. <laughs> but, so I mean, even when I was dating between the 35 to 40 range, like all I was getting was I want a kid, I want a kid. We go mm-hmm. and then I have to say yes if I want a kid, if I want to continue dating with somebody. I'm like, right. So that's why I'm still single now because everybody wants a kid. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. When are you guys stop like, messing with these tenderonies? Stop messing with these. T- no, stop messing with the tenderonies. That's what I'm saying. You need to get an older woman. He ain't gotta get, get, get somebody, somebody 40. Get somebody who's from 40 to He's 45. Listen, no, 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 no. 40 to 45, they might not want no more kids. Not necessarily. He needs somebody a little bit. Oh shoot. He needs. I'm sorry. He needs somebody a little bit older. I hit my nail. He needs someone a little bit older. Because if I still don't have children by the time I'm 40... Oh, you I, can forget that. No, 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 no. She doesn't have to forget it. Don't that, tell her I that. I'm forgetting it. Thank I'm you. forgetting it. When I'm 40... Well, I'm well you forget it. She don't you have to forget it. I'm not. Okay. Like, I'm still going to want a kid if I'm still single and childless at 40. So that's why I'm telling DJ. He might need to hit somebody in her 50s. He might need to get a cougar. First off, trying to stop trying to put me with these pancake ass city women. Uh, oh, oh wait, no, 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 no. We're gonna back that up. Back that up. We're not gonna go there. We are not gonna body shame women. Like y'all be having these big ass beer bellies. Like thank you. Know and no hell on their head. Ain't no hell on their head. Do it. Adam flat titties with a beer belly. Oh my god. I hate you. I ain't trying to see That's probably why you're single nobody. now because you're right. negatively. What? I said that's probably why you're single now because you talk about women negatively. No, I'm going through therapy while I'm single now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, at least you have enough enlightenment to do that. That's a podcast topic. Black men and therapy. <laughs> Look, I'm like Jay. After that was done, I was like, nope. Not again. Well, I'm DJ. That's what's up. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't do the same thing in life and can, and expecting a different result. So, mm-hmm. you know, but that's a, probably me at my age right now. Okay. Like you you three are probably looking to still have kids or if not. Oh, I'm 40. 40 is my fucking cutoff. So. But you don't understand. After You still have time after 40 to have a child. Yeah, yeah but I'm not going to want to. I'm I good for her. I'm not gonna want to. I don't want to be that old running Who behind. Cares? And that's a fuck no. I would never have a kid at fifty. Ever. Huh? Don't say what you want to oh, do. You're very adamant. Ever. No. Hey, Deacon gonna put one in her at fifty at forty nine. <laughs> and then check back with her in 10 years and the, see what's going on the deacon will be putting one in her don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> fuck you babe. Uh, I thought we weren't cursing 
No, I had oh, to curse at you for that one. Wait, wait. Well, let's tell Jay who the deacon is. Ooh, Alabama. He don't know. Does he yeah, know? I have a boo that lives in Alabama. It. Yes. And she it. keeps coming for his mustache, which I love. I love your mustache, boo. Do okay. not cut it. Thank you. Deacon. Yes. That's all right, though. That's a long distance D. Huh? I get my shot once a quarter. That's all I care. I get my quarter. shot once a quarter. I don't like where this conversation is going. That's a hard life you live in. That's, that's somebody DM that's real dry right now. Shut up. <laughs> in any event, I have one last question for everybody. The best thing about being married and what's the worst thing about being married? Jay. <laughs> <laughs> what you, right. you always put Jay on the spot. All right. No, you answer it first. It's your turn, DJ. I'm you saying you can remember. You remember by that right. ring and everything else, there are the details. Right. Don't You're try being to real front. petty right now. It was like a, it was like a decade ago. And so Remember the proposal? You remember how long you dated? You remember that you were friends beforehand? That's right. Tell well, them. Okay, so the best thing about being married is having that partner, having that person to come home and talk to. Yeah. That person. That's your that's your person. That's the best thing about being married was having your person. The worst thing about being married is that person nags you on your shit that you don't want to talk about. Mm. Like, like an effort to try to make you a better person or just to get on your nerves? More or less to get a thing that what buttons to push. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. They way. hmm They were trying to improve you, like help to grow you. Right. To make you a better man. First off, you can't be, what's that, imperfect? Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then try to make me perfect. Like, if you, you, you have to do better than me. We well, didn't I don't think nobody's trying to make you perfect. Oh, perfect. no, we but that, that, they're trying to make me perfect in their eyes. Okay. So that's what we were asking. Like, what was the purpose of them nagging you. Nah, that was just them nagging me. Like, I, I never understood. I had a girlfriend at 22 who was telling me to go back to school. But at that time, I had a I had a one-year-old. I already had my house. I already had my car. I already had a job that I make a lot of money. So why you want me to go back to school right now? For it, yeah. This is for you. It's not for me to go back to school. I'm still trying to, you know, get everything. I've still got time. I don't have time to, like, Billy Daddy going back to school right now. I got my son to take care of. To make sure that's still going. Did yeah. you end up going back thoughts. to school? No. 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 <laughs> I'll answer for okay. you on that one, too. All right, then. Sugar, Katie, who wants to go next? RJ, do you want to go? Yeah, I, I'll go real quick. I guess for me, um, you know, it's, it's definitely the, the, the companionship. I think I think when you have kids, it's, it's the family unit. You know, if it's... <laughs> I hate to say this. It's it's financially uh, advantageous. Financially advantageous. Yes. Um, you know, if, if that person is is on their grind, um, you know, those are some of the good things. I, I think I alluded to. You know, on the, on the bad side is I I can't stand the changes. Like that's just one thing I just I can't stand. Like I do have a high tolerance threshold, but the changes is is. It's the worst part of it to me. That she like the changes that she's making. Yeah, I mean, like just just I give you like a, a tangible example, like when you have when you have kids, like that's that's probably the biggest change that you're, you're gonna go through. Oh yeah. Um, 
like physically and mentally. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you try to, you know, you, you try to, you know, do everything you can to be supportive and, and that type of thing. But, you know, I, I think, I think both people have to grow a little bit. And just from a, from a male perspective, likely you're not the priority anymore. Mm. So now you gotta you gotta kind of adjust to that, but there still should be a place for you. For sure, mm. yeah, that's real. Yes, and so you know, I think that's been one of the biggest adjustments is understand that there are other two other little people, and then if you if you're the type of person that I am who, um, like once again provides, does all kind of stuff, cooks, cleans, washes, takes care of kids take them with me, travel with them, that type of thing. In my opinion, there's no excuse for a person not to be able to carve out enough time for you. That's real. Mm-hmm. So, KB or Shug, what was the best thing about being married? Go ahead, KB, because you look like you got some shit you want to get off your chest. No, I was I was imagining what the best thing about being married was. <laughs> right, that's the part I'm thinking about. No, so no, no. Me, I, no what, I have something. Um, okay. I think it kind of goes along with Jay with the family situation. It was great, like, when we had our daughter because he was very helpful. So I think that was, like, probably the best part of our marriage was really him helping out so much. Like, I used to watch women, like, struggle and be by themselves and have to do everything. I don't know that life. I'll be real honest with you. So, when you know, women be complaining about, oh, I got to do everything. I know nothing about that because I will never take that away like, he was there. Like, we were, like, tag-teaming because I breastfed, but I pumped. So, bitch, you going to be up at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. too. So, it was just, that was probably the best part um, because I was more of a go-getter and kind of out and about. So, even when I drug him to come with to, you know, out of town with me before we had a child, I, I can't remember those days. So, I would say the family aspect was really nice. The worst part of being married is when... The storm comes and both parties aren't recognizing it's a storm and how to react to the storm. Mm, that's deep. Right. So I think for me, that was like the worst part of being married because I'm expecting to stand in the storm and let's weather the storm, whereas you are ready to run. So I think that was probably the worst part of being married was just really getting somebody who didn't understand what you do in the storm. Yep. Mm, that's, that's a real. good point. Um, okay. So- that's what For I mean. I'm not really sure how to answer this question because three days into my marriage, I was like, this shit ain't gonna work. Um what? so fuck. I'm just hey. you don't need to be even think about it. No. So I'll I she's say, my therapist number for you if you need please, to please pass that information this way. It's greatly appreciated. Fine. But now, so for me and my limited experience, because I'm like, I feel like I've been married, but I haven't really been married because I feel like I got, it was the okie doke. But I say the benefit for me was the double income, like being able to travel and do certain things. And I think that, you know, for whatever reason, black people, we aren't getting married as much as our other counterparts, but people also forget that getting married is the quickest way to build wealth. So it does have, you know, that benefit when you look at it from that point of view. Um, the worst part is kind of like, you know, KB said, like feeling like you're in it by yourself. Like when a situation comes along and it's just like, no, let's talk about this or 
let's go to therapy. And the other person is kind of like, uh, no, I really don't want to do that. Then I feel like, okay, now what? Because it takes two people. You can't be in it by yourself. So, you know, I felt like I was in it by myself. So that was like the worst. To me, the worst feeling is being in a relationship and feeling like you're by yourself. So... That was so interesting. I think it was some common themes in some of our responses. And I think some of the things that we talked throughout the the podcast. And before we close, I just want to kind of comment on uh, Pew Research Center. This uh, article came out in February earlier this year. And it talked about why do we get married? Kind of a question that Elle asked us. And so uh, if I can say this real quick, 88% of people said for love. 81% said making a lifelong commitment. 76% said for companionship, 49% for having children. And I know that's a fact because I know people who are literally in relationships because they do want to have kids. Uh, 30% a relationship recognized in a religious ceremony. 28% financial stability. I know that was kind of mentioned. And then 20, not as a main reason, but one of those positives. And then um, lastly, 23% for legal rights and benefits. That sounds like the male order brides. That's what that sounds like to me. I don't, I don't know no other. Or kind of, no, like there's certain, there's certain people. Yeah. Like if a person is sick, they might go ahead and get married to pass, you know, assets along mm-hmm. to the person that they've been with. Yeah, seriously, because well, yeah, TK Kirkland, TK Kirkland talked about he got married, but I couldn't understand why he married the girl and the girl wasn't really sick. I don't understand what was going Who on. Who was TK Kirkland? The comedian. He has a podcast. Oh, Y'all know T.K. Kirkland? No. Nah, See, Jay, Jay know who he is. Yeah. I have a friend who actually did that. Really? Married for benefits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right mm-hmm. now he's looking, he's looking for a way out. What, what, wow. Did he need I mean, the benefits or did she military? need the No, no, no. What happened is I think his uh, wife now was like in between jobs and she needed health care. Oh, okay. She she wasn't really settled in. So he's like, look, I got a steady job. You know, my health care. He went for it. He did. Now now he's trying to pull that. He's opening that window like (laughs) jumping out. Man, he should have referred to Obamacare. Facts. Some supplements and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, when when they did that, was Obamacare not available yet? Like uh, they did it like last year. Nah, he, he wanted to marry. He wanted to get married because, like yeah, Jay said, they had Obamacare. That couldn't be. No. <laughs> he wasn't thinking no care. He was thinking about something else. Right. No. That sex must be good. Yeah, I, I I cannot comment on that because I do Big, not. Know. That's what it is. I don't know why niggas be so afraid. Oh, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Be so afraid. Say it. Like if it's good, it's good. The pussy has messed up many a man, and I don't. I'm not. I mean, it's definitely undefeated. However, he's undefeated. Right. Undefeated. I love it. I remember I was trying to break up with this girl. I kept fucking her. Damn it! Don't you know the relationship went on a whole month after I was trying to break out with her? Exactly. Because y'all kept having sex. Because it was. I had to stop it. That's that's right. the hot girl, so I'm going to turn into a lukewarm relationship. Well, go ahead. Oh, my God. Exactly. Well, in his case, a hot boy summer. Was it summer, winter, spring, or fall, DJ? Mm-hmm. What were you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. It was undefeated. <laughs> it was undefeated, yeah. Never mind. He's trying to play dumb like he don't know. The extended, the extended relationships? Yeah. You notice I put an S on that? Relationships. Mm-hmm. Repeat mm-hmm. offender. So why do you <laughs> right. your paint? Wait. 
Okay, wait, question. I know we're wrapping up here, but I got a question. I just have to ask this because back in like hundreds of years ago, people didn't get married for love. It was more of keeping assets in the family and, you know, building wealth and all of that. Do you think that that's smarter than marrying for love? Yes, because at the age where I am now, as someone who is a woman of a certain age and has never been married and doesn't have children, and I told my married friends this, like the only reason why I, well, I shouldn't say the only reason, but the main reason why I want to get married now is to have children and to have a bigger house. That's it. Well, well, there it is. Hey, hey, world, she didn't really mean that. So any (laughs) potentials. Let me try to save no, you. No, but real the only right. I Thank you. But you're not, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's the I, real, real rap. This is why I'm still single because a lot of women think like that. Like I'm not gonna be a pawn in your life where well, I'm a stepping a stone. It's not a pawn or a stepping stone. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I still want to be physically and sexually attracted to my husband and do the romantic things, but also very high on my list is to have a family, which includes having a place for my family to live and having children. I understand, Elle, but for some reason, DJ does not think that you can have both. Like, he doesn't get that you can have both. Well, it's a good thing I'm not trying to marry DJ, now isn't it? Mm. I agree. Hey, look, no, DJ... Might not be a bad idea. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jay, facts. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you on that. DJ, you willing to move to DC? Hell no. Uh, see, here's the thing. I already have, like, you know, my 40 acres in the mule. I'm blessed already. Likewise. I agree. Same here. I so, mean, I already I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking at, at someone to, to be, be a come up. Right. I'm yeah. Not for it's not a come up. It's not a come up if you already established. She already established. I have, I have yeah. a great job. I have two degrees. Like, I really think I'm a motherfucking catch. You, you are, are a catch. You are. You How are. You? I want to curse, but you are catch. Thank you. <laughs> wait, wait, but I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be 100 with you. Just because you got two degrees and you got a good job don't make you a good catch. But Ooh, I in her case, in her case, she is. Actually, job. I am Ooh. a good catch. Those other things, so wait a second. So the, the material things that I just named, those are actually the icing on the cake. Like Boom. who I am and who I, as a person, I think I'm a pretty good catch. T- no, it, it, it ain't no thing. It ain't no thing. Claim it. So why I'm a good think- catch. Like why a man could do a lot worse. I'm sorry. Uh, why do you think why you, you, think haven't, you been haven't been caught? Because it's in uh, God's time. Mofo, sorry out here. That nope. part. It's in God's time. <laughs> I think sometimes we be trying to rush stuff and we miss the blessing or we don't hear the blessing. And I think we have to kind of take that to heat. So it, it wasn't her, it's not her time. Exactly. And I know that I'm not perfect. I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means. And yeah, like, she might be trying to get some shit together, right? You, you might have some whole shit to get together. Exactly. And like DJ said, he's seen a therapist. I'm seeing a therapist. She actually was about to dismiss me. So, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sh- don't tell. No. Edit that no, shit out the podcast. Good. Don't put that out there. She's no, not crazy, I'm y'all. She's not crazy. No. Don't put that out there. No, it's a good No, thing. it was a graduation. I know what it meant. I'm in the mental health field, though. So I'm fucking with her. But the way she said it. But you got to tell the public. But you got to tell the public. let me go. What? That means. She was like, L, you're good. I was like, yay. And he was like, no. I want to hold on. Let me go. You said let me go. But then how you got held on? 
Oh, because she's like, well, how's your dating life? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, maybe you should come back before I dismiss you. And I was oh, like, okay. Wow. All right. <laughs> my therapist thought I was a comedian. Why? See that? You should hear how negative he talks. About my dating life, she's like, yo, you crazy. <laughs> I'm like, but no, I'm dead serious. This is what happens. Here's the thing, like, I don't value a person for what you have. Right. But it's more like the content of yourself. Like, if you're a go-getter or you have, like, the hustle to move and not to sit there and cry about something, if you take care of yourself where, you know, just like you're presentable. Like, you know, you, you go take somebody on a date. They come out in sweatpants and Uggs. You're like, yo, can't be with this person. What kind of I, What's wrong with Uggs? Because depending on where you're going. On a date? Like a first date? Well, maybe they walking in the snow. First 20 dates. First, first 20, 20 dates? I Shit. Okay. Who are you dating? You, this is a this is a part two because we can't. Right. I know. No. No. Y'all ain't heard nothing. Y'all ain't heard nothing. No. You need to be at the live um taping. You no, You need he, to be there. He, he booked on. Some, he booked on our shit. Book. You yeah. need to work that out. Work it out. You need to be here. In any event, <laughs> we would like to thank Jay and DJ for being our guests today. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for coming. Yes. <laughs> So thanks, guys. This has been a great conversation. And, yeah, thanks. And, and, and a reason for part two for therapy sessions. That part. Yes. Hey, Jay. Hey, Jay, I feel like you might need to uh, be here for that. Nah, bro, I went to therapy one time, and I got dismissed immediately. <laughs> immediately? Well, you, was you, because you were so wonderful, like, L. I, I asked the same question, man. Why are you fucking with me? <laughs> the therapist is probably like, you're not ready to move this into this journey. Resume. Why are you fucking with me? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you picking on me now. Okay. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Thanks, guys. guys. This was fun. Thank y'all. All right. Y'all All So for today's I Am Woman Hear Me Roar segment, I am super excited to highlight Karen Sellers. She is the owner and manager of Here's the Scoop, which is the first black female owned ice cream shop in Washington, D.C. So I went this past Friday and had butter pecan, which is my favorite, and southern peach, which is my favorite during the summertime. The ice cream is delicious. I love it because she has the babies in there, and it's black-owned. She has black patrons, black employees, so it's great. And it says it's in Columbia Heights, but if y'all know anything about D.C., it's actually on Georgia Avenue up the street from Howard. Ain't that Shaw? Like, ain't that, like, no, Shaw, Shaw, is, Shaw is south of Howard. Here's the scoop is north of Howard. So I don't know. I guess the neighborhood called is Columbia Heights. I don't know. But I think the the lines are off. But that's just me. If y'all know anything about D.C. So wasn't this a great conversation today, ladies? Yeah, I I enjoyed. I did, too. I did, too. So for our listeners, thank you for joining us. If you want to connect with us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Fem Noir Files. And if you want to send us any email, ask a question, just say, hey, you can email us at femnoirfiles at gmail.com. This has been another episode of the Fem Noir Files. Bye.
Yeah, yeah, yeah.